This is an SBS audio podcast. SBS acknowledges the traditional custodians of country and their connections and continuous care for the skies, lands and waterways across Australia. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Settlement Guide, a series where we help you navigate life in Australia. Whether you arrived today, have been living here for years, whether you were born in Australia or planning to move here shortly, this series is for you. My name is Rosa Germian and in this episode we discuss parenting arrangements after separation. Under the Australian Family Law Act, the welfare rights of the child guide parenting negotiations following separation or divorce. Children under 18 cannot legally decide where to live. Parents must reach an agreement about care arrangements that are safe, practical and child-focused. Agreements negotiated between parents are known to be more effective in reducing conflict and creating certainty for children and most parents want to achieve this including those who find themselves in court The Family Law Act applies equally to married de facto or same-sex parents as well as carers such as grandparents. It ensures that children have the right to maintain meaningful relationships with both parents without making any assumptions about gender or parenting roles within a family. Therefore, after a separation, neither parent is automatically entitled to solely care for a child or make decisions on behalf of the other parent. Bernadette Grandinati is acting program manager at Victoria Legal Aid. She explains how parental responsibility is divided under the law. Under the Family Law Act, there is the presumption of equal shared parental responsibility. What that means is that the starting point for considering parental responsibility, which is the making of major long-term decisions about children, is for equal shared parental responsibility where it's shared between the parents. However, only the court can prevent a parent from seeing their children, such as in cases of family violence. Equal shared parental responsibility means both parents must support the child financially. But it doesn't mean that a child must spend equal time with each parent. Together, parents should determine what arrangement is most appropriate. Ms. Grandinati explains. A lot of people who separate are able to make parenting arrangements between themselves. If parents do reach agreement among themselves, that can be an informal verbal agreement or they can write that down and sign that agreement and that becomes what we call a parenting plan. Parenting plans can include an arrangement about ongoing financial arrangements. According to Shireen Fogani, a senior solicitor with Women's Legal Service in the Australian Capital Territory, parenting plans don't follow a prescribed format. 
Basically, the two parents sit down and they write out what their parenting arrangements will be for their children. So you can put parenting plan at the top, you date it, and it might say, for example, the children live with mum on these days and dad on these days. And you might have in there some guidelines about how you'll communicate with each other as parents about the children. The purpose of parenting plan is to reduce conflict following separation, especially when miscommunication between parents may arise. A parenting plan, however, isn't a legally binding document. So if one person stops following the parenting plan, you can't take that parent to court. Parenting plans are flexible. You can change them as the children get older and their needs change. But ultimately, you can only create a parenting plan if you and your ex-partner can agree. And sometimes you need the help of a mediator or like a third person to help you reach that agreement. In cases where an agreement on parenting arrangements has been reached and you want to make it legally binding, you can apply online to the Federal Circuit and Family Court of Australia for a parenting consent order. If parents are unable to reach an agreement, the next step typically involves family dispute resolution. Bernadette Grandinati again. This allows the negotiation of parenting arrangements with the assistance of a mediator and legal aid commissions across Australia offer legally assisted mediation for clients eligible for a grant of aid and there are also community-based and private mediation options available for people who separate. Senior Judicial Registrar Anne-Marie Rice from the Federal Circuit and Family Court of Australia says that most separating parents establish parental agreements without resorting to court. Agreements negotiated between parents are known to be more effective in reducing conflict and creating certainty for children. And most parents want to achieve this, including those who find themselves in court. Even if you end up having to go to court because you haven't been able to reach an agreement, then the chances of ending up in a trial before a judge are very low. The court will help you to find ways to safely negotiate an agreement that works for you and your children. Registrar Rice highlights that the court has an obligation to help parents resolve disputes as quickly and cost-effectively as possible. However, it is never the preferred option. I think everyone who works in the family law system will say the court is a place of last resort. But any person who wants to apply to the court for a formal order about a child must, except in cases of urgency and high risk, first try to reach an agreement with the other parent. That means that they must attend a mediation with a registered family dispute resolution practitioner and the family must obtain a certificate to confirm that no agreement was able to be reached. A family dispute resolution practitioner or FDRP, is a specially trained mediator who works with families in conflict. You can find a list of FDRPs on the Family Relationship Centre's website, including their locations and fees. Additionally, private mediators offer this service, usually at a higher fee. The Family Court provides online resources to help you reach an agreement without involving the court. You can also contact legal aid services or visit Family Relationships online for assistance. Registrar Rice says there is no need for a lawyer if you attend family dispute resolution. 
and any concerns that you might have about risks, including in relation to domestic and family violence, will be discussed with you privately before any negotiations. And issues including translators or other support services can also be discussed. Family dispute resolution practitioners are responsible for ensuring that the negotiations are safe and appropriate. And if they're not, then a person can apply to the court. If you receive an invitation from the other parent to attend FDR, consider it carefully and seek legal advice if you have questions. If you choose not to attend, a decision may be reached without your input. When parents can't reach an agreement, a family law court will make a decision based on the child's best interest in accordance with the Family Law Act. Court orders remain in effect until the child turns 18. However, the specifics of the orders vary in each case. Registrar Rice again. A court order is a formal written document that sets out what parties must do in relation to the children who are involved or the financial affairs. Orders can be made by consent between the parties or by a registrar or judge after a hearing. The things that are set out in the orders are binding on all parties. And that means that if a parent doesn't do what they're required to do under the order, for example, taking a child to the other parent at the set time, then the court can enforce the order and deal with the breach. The court takes orders very seriously and breaching a court order can result in significant consequences. To present your case before the court, several written documents need to be filed and any risks to the children must be identified. The court website provides a list of all the required documentations. The website also provides videos to help you get started and translation services can be arranged if needed. When planning to move overseas or interstate with your child, Ms. Fagani says that consent from the other parent is required unless you are seeking a court order. That's really when you need to speak with a lawyer because there's lots of different things that the court will take into consideration when an application for relocation is made. It will look at things like safety concerns, whether the relocation means that they'll be closer to family and support, you know, financial considerations. Ultimately, it's important to consult with a lawyer before making any decisions if you feel pressured into agreeing to a particular parenting arrangement, and especially if you are experiencing family violence. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Settlement Guide, written and produced by Melissa Compagnoni, hosted and edited by me, Rosa Germian. Until next time. sbs.com.au slash audio